Welcome to episode 3 of Our Strange Cosmos. In the previous episode, I talked about four types of stars that will form in the distant future. And by the distant future, I don't mean a few thousand years, but rather billions or maybe trillions of years in the future. But the life cycle of all stars will not lead them to cooling into white or black dwarfs like our sun. Some stars having around 8 to 15 times the mass of the sun literally go out with a bang. These cosmic explosions are termed as supernovae. On an average, a supernova will occur about once every 50 years in a galaxy the size of the Milky Way. To put this another way, a star explodes every second or so somewhere in the universe, and some of them aren't too far from the Earth. Supernovae can briefly outshine entire galaxies and radiate more energy than our sun will in its entire lifetime. They are also the primary source of heavy elements in the universe. So all of us carry the remnants of these distant explosions within our own bodies. According to NASA, supernovae are the largest explosions that take place in space. So, what causes a star to turn into a supernova explosion? Let's take a closer look at the end of the life of a massive star. How a star dies depends in part on its mass. Our sun, for example, doesn't have enough mass to explode as a supernova. But with the right amount of mass, a star can burn out in a fiery explosion. A star can go supernova in one of the two ways. In a type 1 supernova, the star accumulates matter from a nearby neighbor until a runaway nuclear reaction ignites. In a type 2 supernova, the star runs out of nuclear fuel and collapses under its own gravity. There are many categories of type 1 supernovae. Type 1 supernovae are generally thought to originate from white dwarf stars in a closed binary system. As the gas of the companion star accumulates onto the white dwarf, the white dwarf is progressively compressed and eventually sets off a runaway nuclear reaction inside that leads to a cataclysmic supernova outburst. For a star to explode as a type 2 supernova, it must be several times more massive than the sun. Like the sun, it will eventually run out of hydrogen and then helium fuel at its core. However, it will have enough mass and pressure to fuse carbon. Gradually, heavier elements build up at the center and it becomes layered like an onion with elements becoming lighter towards the outside of the star. Once the star's core surpasses a certain mass, also known as the Chandrasekhar limit, the star begins to implode. And for this reason, these supernovae are also known as core collapse supernovae. Then, the core heats up and becomes denser. Eventually, the implosion bounces back off the core, expelling the stellar matter into space, forming the supernova. What's left is an ultra-dense object called a neutron star. a city-sized object that can pack the mass of the sun in a small space. Various civilizations recorded supernovae well before the telescope was invented. The oldest recorded supernova is termed as RCW86, which Chinese astronomers saw in the year 185 AD. Their records show that this so-called guest star stayed in the sky for 8 months, according to NASA. Before the invention of the telescope in the early 17th century, there were only 7 recorded supernovae. 
What we know today as the Crab Nebula is the most famous of these supernovae. Chinese and Korean astronomers recorded this star explosion in their records in the year 1054 AD, and southwestern Native Americans may have seen it as well, according to rock paintings seen in Arizona and New Mexico. The supernova that formed the Crab Nebula was so bright that astronomers could see it during the day. In the constellation of Orion, there is a red supergiant named Betelgeuse, which has a mass of a thousand suns. Astronomers have been studying the brightness levels of the star, which seem to be dipping to its lowest it has been in the past hundred years. And some scientists have suggested that the star is getting close to running out of fuel and going supernova. Researchers have estimated that this will likely happen to Betelgeuse within the next 100,000 years, which is relatively soon in astronomical terms. For massive stars like Betelgeuse, such explosions are inevitable. The question is not if the star will blow up, but when. And when Betelgeuse does blow, the cataclysm will be bright enough to shine in the Earth's daytime skies. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Our Strange Cosmos. And if you did, please subscribe to this podcast to get weekly content about our universe.